This message comes to you from Withenshaw Community Church, Manchester. We hope that you are inspired and challenged by God's Word. He hears the voice of God and I know he's going to bring something today that is really going to speak to each one of us. So will you do me the honour of standing with me and let's welcome Grayson as he comes to stage this morning. Amen. Cool. Take a sit down, thank you. It is good to be here. Um, maybe you don't know who I am. My name is Grayson Jones, and I lead Legacy Church in Doncaster. And we've got a campus in Barnsley, got another one in Swansea. I've been there for the last 16 years. Prior to that, I was leading a church, a church plant in a place called Darton, just outside Barnsley, there for 11 years, so 27 years of leading the church. And um, I don't know about you, the days are the most exciting we've ever been in. Everybody on the media is talking about the church is dead, everything's going wrong, but they don't know what's happening underneath what the media is seeing. Our nation is ripe for salvation. God is doing incredible things. Listen, seriously, we, we need to understand the biggest churches the UK has ever known exist today. The biggest ever. 2,000 years of church history, the biggest churches exist today. And we need to be inspired by that, encouraged by that. We need to be people who are anticipating what God wants to do. And you might be thinking, oh, well, that's not happening in our place. Well, it can. Because the God that we serve is the same. It doesn't matter whether you're in London, whether you're in the north. It doesn't matter if you're in China or if you're in Singapore. God is God. And he wants to do something through us. Listen to what Jesus said in John 4, 35. Don't you have a saying... It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. That's the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Jesus says, look. I want you to see what is actually happening. Not, not look at what the media says, not look at what you're seeing in your community, not look at what you can see with the natural eyes. Look and see what I see. God always sees harvest. God always sees people who are yearning for him. And I think in a day of confusion where men are wearing long dresses and standing on platforms with coats. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't know where they are these days, do we? I suppose in church, they've always worn long dresses, haven't yeah. they? Yes. Maybe the Pentecostal movement is moving slightly. <laughs> the fact is, we're in very confusing times. Lots of people these days are very confused. Whenever Aaron's in the room, is always confusion. But, but people are confused. And the thing is, we've got truth. We've got truth that stands for 2,000 years. And the, the funny thing that... that we hold the truth, we have the truth, yeah. and yet all over the world we're seeing people with the truth abandoning the truth for a lie, thinking that they have to embrace a new truth. Yeah. We don't have to embrace anything new. It's the same truth we've had for 2,000 years. It's worked for 2,000 years. Jesus is building his church through his truth. We need to embrace that truth. We need to be people who stand on his truth. And we need to understand that the fields are white. In your community, there are people who are longing for God. They may not look like it. They may be down the pub. They may be doing all manner of things. But in the heart, they are yearning for God. It's just that what they're not seeing is a church often 
that is seeking to be the answer to the question that they've got. Sometimes we've gotten religious on community. We've gone religious on God. I think sometimes God wants to say to us, hey, guys, I know you love doing all that, but hey, can you talk to me rather than just do your stuff? Can you communicate with me? Can you sing to me rather than just having a nice song? Can your hearts be drawn to me rather than just going through the motions? I don't know about you, but sometimes I get fed up with doing the same old thing, the same old way, hoping for a different outcome. God wants us to be successful. He wants us to reach people. He wants us to see beyond where we are. Jesus is saying here, it's not a time to sit back and relax, time to press in. It's a time to sit up, time to move forward. We need to be focusing on the harvest. I wonder, I wonder what your church's passion is. I wonder what, when you sit down in your director's meetings or your trustees meetings, I wonder what the agenda is about. Color paint. Oh, we need to change the chairs. Or the, the, kids, the kids' room needs sorting out. All those things need happening, but the purpose behind them must be reaching the lost. If we just move in furniture on the Titanic, we're going to sink and it's all going to go south. We need to be people who are thinking, how can we reach? How can we, how can we plunder hell for Jesus? How can we do what he wants us to do? We need to be intentionally praying. He says, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send out harvesters. So what is Jesus' focus? Harvest and harvesters. That's you and me. We're not politicians. We're not... Uh, just play actors. We're not doing theater every Sunday morning, hoping that somehow something supernatural is going to work. And we've got it all schemed and we've got it all worked and we've got it all learned. We are here as spiritual men and beings, spiritual men and beings, spiritual men and women doing what God wants us to do and being what God wants us to be. So we need to be actively functioning in the sense of building our churches for what is already promised to us. So right now, think about your church. Think about your setting. Think about where you are and what's going on in your world. What are you talking about in your church? Because what you're talking about becomes the focus of your agenda going forward. If you're always talking about your problems, guess what? You're going to try and fix problems that only Jesus can fix. If you're talking about harvest, you'll start thinking differently. You'll start working differently. You'll start praying differently. You'll intentionally focus in on what God has got for us. And so I want to share seven things this morning that every church needs, I think, needs to have in place. And if we can get these working in the church, they're not going to be the answer because, like Aaron has said, it's not by might, it's by his power. So it's not us trying to work it up. But listen, sometimes because we haven't got these, we end up running around doing events and meetings rather than fulfilling purpose. So when Jesus says, I'm going to build my church, in his heart he had a plan. He knew what he was going to do and he knew what it was going to look like. He knew that there was a strategy in his heart to fulfill the purpose of God so that the world would be changed. Yes? And he wants us to think the same thing. So seven things I'm going to give you. First of all, mission. What is it that we are meant to be doing? Then we're going to look at strategy. We're going to look at values, metrics. about. And some of you are already thinking, oh, flipping egg, this is just like business. This is business, guys. If you think this is not business, can you go back into business? Because this is the most important business. This is kingdom business. This is Jesus business. And sometimes we spend more 
effort and energy selling chickens than we do reaching people. We spend much more time doing the things that are unessential for what we're trying to achieve rather than the essentials of what we're trying to see. So we're looking at team alignment, culture, and then our weekend services. Is this okay? I wonder if somebody could give me the whiteboard up, if you would, please. What we're going to do is break these down. I'm going to have a look at some over this first session and then hopefully finish off in the second session. I may not get everything through to you that I want to get, but I want you to understand your church is meant to be a battleship, not a cruiser. So what do you do on a cruise? What do you do on a cruise? I've, anybody been on a cruise? I went on a cruise for my 25th. You arrive and they say, put your bags there, sir. So you don't carry your bags to the room. They get to the room ahead of you. When you get there, it's all the food is prepared, everything you want, any time of the day. The food is up. You can go for breakfast. Then you go for your lunch. Then you go. Everything on a cruise is about serving you. Some of our, some of our churches have become cruise ships. It's all about serving those who are already in. We want to say, have you had a nice meeting? Are you feeling good? Are you okay? Is everything okay with you? Anything we can do for you? All that's great, but that's cruise ship mentality. Go on a battleship. What's it like? Get in to your place now. In that gun. Get that thing. Siren goes off. Everybody's pumped. You're working. Why? Because you're thinking about an enemy that is trying to take captive your people, your influence, your thing, and your thinking is completely different. Let's pull off cruise ship mentality. Let's get into battleship mentality. On a battleship, everybody knows their part. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody knows where they're going. The captain is in control. There's, there's a flow of life and energy, and everybody is pumped. There's nobody relaxed. There's nobody on who is a passenger. We're all on it because we're all serving in it. Sound like your church? Fantastic. Somebody's a liar. So what is our mission? The first thing we need to establish. If we are going to get anywhere for Jesus, we need to know where we're going. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. We, need, we need to know what is our mission. Now, I'm not talking about vision in the sense of, and some people get mixed up with vision and goals. And, and over the years, I've been talking about vision and trying to deal with vision for the last 25 years of ministry. And all the time, I keep looking at this and looking at that and thinking about this. You read another book and it falls into the... Listen, Mission for me is what is it we're about? Absolutely. What is it that we are trying to do? Yeah. What do we do? So at Legacy Church, we're five R's, we call them. We're going to reach people. We're going to reproduce disciples. We're going to release them into their gifting. We're going to raise leaders. We're going to be a resource back into the world. Yeah. They're our five R's. We're going to reach people. We're going to reproduce disciples. We're going to release gifting. We're going to raise leaders. We're going to then be a resource to our world five R's that we got. Why do we need to know where we're going? Because if you don't know where you're going and what it is we do, you don't know if you're doing it right. You don't know if you're achieving what you're meant to be doing. What was, what was it like on Sunday? Oh, we had a great meeting. What does that mean? No, we had a, we, we, it was wonderful. So the person on the front row said he was wonderful. The person on the back row said it was a pain. Everybody was up and down. I couldn't hear what he was saying. I mean, my urinate didn't work. I don't know what the songs were about. They walk out discouraged. You walk out excited. So you think church is brilliant. Why? Because you felt something. But the kingdom's not about feelings. It's about movement. It's about expression. 
It's about life. It's about energy. It's about something happening. And so if you haven't sorted out what your mission is, then it's very difficult to get your church working towards the thing that you want to achieve. Mission drives church and its leaders. So when we sit down as a leadership, when we, okay, how are we doing reaching people? Where are we on with reaching people, reaching people, reaching people? It becomes like an annoying thing in our lives. Why? Because that's God's heart. Go into the world, preach the gospel. Go into the world, disciple. We need to be reaching people. So our first R is reaching people. When you reach them, what do you do with them? Well, then you've got to disciple them. That's easier said than done, isn't it? That's, that's like 10 hours teaching on its own. Yeah. Then you've got to get them to release their gift. How do you do that? They've got to find their gift. They've got to discover their gift. You've got to take them through process. Yeah. Then what do you do? Then you've got to raise leaders. Oh, how do you spot leaders? Just think about it. How do you spot leaders? Chances are you see somebody with gift, and you think, they'll be brilliant. And half the time in our churches, most of the problems we've got with leaders is because we haven't filtered them through the heart journey and we've just noticed gift and when you get a problem with gift it's a problem especially if you've appointed them yes so we've got to raise leaders not just go oh you'll be brilliant you'll be fantastic you do this and then off they go and then a year or two later you think tragedy and you know 27 years of ministry I have had tragedy after tragedy after tragedy now we're trying to build some new process. I'm, I've just taught this, literally been through this with my campus leaders. Guys, we've got to get to grips with this. We've got to work this through. We've got to have a mission so that we know. And we've, got, we've had a mission statement, but we've never joined the dots on all these things. So we have this mission statement. Come on, we've got five hours. And then we go, okay, what do we do now? Let's try and reach people. How do we do that? Well, I don't know. And then we, we're all over the shop because we've not really thought the process through. Get in a whiteboard. Get with your leadership team and find out what your mission is. How do you do that? How are you going to find out what your mission is? Well, can I just say this? Your mission is in the heart of your leader. Hello? Oh, some of you are already, no, 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 I don't believe that. Well, it is. It's in the heart of God and it's in the heart of your leader. Because your leader has got to lead you into mission. Because if he ain't got it or she ain't got it in their heart, guess what? They're not going to fight for it. They're not going to plan for it. They're not going to prepare for it. They're not going to give for it. Because they're going to be living here when you were thinking you go in there. So you've got to draw out what's in your leader's heart. How do you do that? You need to sit down. You need to get a whiteboard. I'm not going to whiten it. God's heart. What's God's heart for his church? Write down 50 things. Worship, integrity, honor. Write down whatever you like. Take a photo. Put it over on the side. Now write what's in your leader's heart. Because some of you, you know, your leaders, they're like evangelistic dynamos. So the first thing you'd put down, oh, we know, we know Mikey's an evangelist. You know what I mean? That, that would be the first thing, evangelism. And then you put down all the different things that you think is in your leader's heart. Once you got the both together... You start to match the words that are coming up that link God's heart, leader's heart. Well, why is this? Because God has built each one of us uniquely. Some of us are evangelistically. Some of us are prophetically. We all have to fulfill the task. But if we don't know what's in our heart, we won't be able to move forward in the right way. Because it's got to be by conviction and burden, not by interest and, and just fashion. 
And very often when we think about mission statements, it's like, oh, well, you know, let's have a look at what Hillsong is. Or let's have a look at, no, no, look at what's in you. And when you were leaders are sitting around you, listen, the, the, the senior leader shouldn't be in this discussion. He, he should be sitting on the front row and he should just be watching what you're doing because you should know what's in your leader's heart. Now, if you don't know what's in his heart, you have a problem or her heart. So a leadership team, people who trust, people you value, people who love the church, people who are for God's vision for the house, you pull them together, try and get what's out, what's in, out. You write those things down. Then focus on your community. Have a look at your community. What, what are the demographics that we're looking at? What are we aiming to do? Well, we, we want to reach youth, or we want to reach old people, or we want to, because your strategy is going to come out of your mission. So if you've got a strategy for, for feeding a, a, a mission, we want to feed the whole of Withenshaw. Why you'd want to do that, I don't know, but just imagine it was. Your strategy is not going to have a Sunday meeting. It's going to be food banks, isn't it? It's going to be vans and trucks and drivers and, and, and process. And Do you get what I'm saying? Asda has a strategy according to their mission, which is to sell food. So they think food, they deal food, they pro everything's about food. And the trouble with us is, you know, some of our churches, we're doing 93,000 things because we don't know what our mission is. Yeah. Food bank, that's a good idea. Let's do, let's do cap. Let's do kids. I know we're going to start Royal Rangers and we're going to start, and we're going to start, we're going to start a discipleship process and we're going, to, we're going to get people away on a weekend. We're going to do Alpha and we're going to do Explore and we're going to do, um, and before long, your people are going, what the freak am I supposed to do? Yeah. And you wear out your church because you don't know where you're going and where you're meant to be going. Yeah. So when you're thinking about your mission, it is crucial. Absolutely. Do you know your mission says no to things and it says yes to things? So if somebody comes up to me and says, you know, we need to start this and that. Well, what for? Where does it fit on my five R's? Even with my campus pastor, I was sitting with him two months ago, three months ago in Doncaster. He said, great, what about doing this? I said, give me one of the R's, mate. Where does that fit? <laughs> oh, good point. It cancels it out because our mission is to do what we're doing. And me and you in church, your people coming in, they want to know what it's about. They want to know. They want to be driven by mission. They want to be thinking, we are achieving. We are going forward. We are moving into what God has got for us. Yeah. What's your target audience? Oh, well, we haven't got one. Yes, you have. If you're sitting around here, is it young people? If it's young people, your meeting's going to be contemporary. Do you know why you need a mission statement? Because some of our meetings are for those who are in, not for those who will want to get in. I've been in churches, literally, been in churches where I'm standing at the front and you have somebody going, well, it's wonderful to be here. Well, they wouldn't speak with a Welsh accent, but anyway. <laughs> There's something traditional about a Welsh accent in me. Wonderful to be here today. Oh, we washed in the blood of Jesus. And they'll talk and then all of a sudden, come on, let's bow our heads. He touched me. Now, if you're a new person in that place, you've had it. You don't know what they're talking about. The language is spooky and freaky. You, you can't join in the song. You feel excluded. You feel isolated. You feel, I'm out of here. Why? Because we want, we want, we love our traditions. Fine, do them on a Tuesday afternoon. But when you do in church, do it for those who need it. 
Do it for those who are coming in. Don't give in. Don't give in. You're all leaders here today. Don't give in to the bullies in your congregation who say, it's not deep enough. You can go on YouTube and you can find all the depth you want. You soak yourself for 900 hours a week for all I care. But when it comes to truth, it's not about depth. It's about connect. It's about getting Jesus to people. It's about reinforcing the values that we own. It's about loving people. I'm never going to get through all this. Five R's. You need some. I don't care what yours are. Building people together for God, life to life, life for God. Whatever it is your heart says, whatever it is, reaching people and loving the world, looking for the lost and building them into God's kingdom, whatever you say, because it'll all be the same. It'll just be your heart on the same. Are you with me? But you need to define it. And the reason you need to define it is because it'll define you. And if you ain't defined, you become this thing that happens. And you're pulled and pushed by every new thing that comes around, every new flavor that comes in. Second thing is, what is your strategy? How do we get it done? How many of you have ever been to McDonald's, the drive-thru? You liars. Come on, how many of you have been? How many? Yeah, that's more like it. See, you are liars. You're all sitting there, oh, I don't go to McDonald's. Why would I want to go to McDonald's? When you go to McDonald's, you, you drive up, you, you have a massive arrow on the road. Drive through. Why is it saying that? Because people don't know where to go. Now, you know, let's, let's be, people are not stupid, are they? Yes. Because you'll have them reversing into McDonald's or, you know what I mean, or they stuck up on the curb because I didn't mean to come down here. So they have a big arrow, drive-through. They have a banner over the top, drive-through. You drive in. What the first thing you see? Menu. What do you want? Do you want a McDonald's, Big Mac? Do you want a Mac? Whatever they are. I don't, I don't eat at McDonald's, actually, but whatever they are. So you decide, oh, I'm going to have that. Then you drive up 10 yards, and you get to the first order booth. What would you like, sir? What do you like, madam? Um, I like the Big Mac. I want a milkshake, strawberry, and I want, uh, you know, whatever else it is. Okay, that's 3.86 or 24p or whatever it is. You give them your money, and what they say, it'll be at the next booth. You go to the next booth. You sit there for, what, 30 seconds, and out comes this bag. It's in the little tray. Thank you very much. Off you go. You're out onto the road. You're done. What is that? Strategy. When you drive in, you know what to do, how to do. You're not reversing. You're not wondering, oh, I thought I was going to Burger King. You know exactly what you're going to get when you do it. Just think about you driving home today. You pull out onto a road. Where do we drive, on the right or the left? Some of you. <laughs> Whatever way we drive, we drive, okay? We drive on the left here, don't we? So we drive on the left, you drive down the road, and what do you come to? A light. What's a light for? It's to stop you so that others can come across, or people can come across on the lane. And then you come to these big round things. What are they for? They're a place you can drive over the top of them. No, they're not. A roundabout is to put you on and off. It's called a strategy. Hello? is to get you from A to B to C to D without killing people and for you to know. So if I want to go to London, what's my strategy? Into the sat-nav and let it tell me everywhere to go. And we need the Holy Spirit giving us a strategy 
to outwork the mission that we've already got, that we tap in what we got. So you need a strategy. At Legacy Church, you got it there. There's shallow end, middle end, deep end. So I don't want people walking in and thinking, oh, I've got to go to Leadership 101. Why do they want me in that? I, would, I want them thinking, I want to come to church. I want to do Alpha. I need to do growth tracks. I need to, I need to come into a life group or a dinner party. I need to just, I need to connect. That's shallow. It's about relationship. It's about, hey, how's it going? Come on, lovely to see you. Come, come and meet everybody. We connect people in. If you know that that's your strategy, you get your church on that on a Sunday. So what most churches, I've been in churches, I'm the guest speaker, and nobody even speaks to me. Nobody. You stand in the hallway and you're like, and people are milling about doing the thing of church, but not being church. That's not, that's not meant to be a criticism. It's meant to be we are distracted by activity when the very thing we're meant to be doing, we miss. So the activity of setting church up for those who are not yet in is detracting us from the church being the church. All our best people are on teams, aren't they? Oh, we've got to have them as leaders. Yeah, but if they're not thinking people, why do they have to think people? Because our mission is to reach people, reproduce disciples. Oh, no, it's not. It's to have an excellent meeting. Is it? I phone my guys up or I WhatsApp them. Hey, guys, how was church this morning? It was brilliant. I don't care how brilliant it was, how many decisions. That's the real, real issue of church. What's the win for you on Sunday morning? The band did a good job. Oh, he preached a stormer. Have you noticed you can preach rubbish and people get saved? Yeah. And you can preach a stormer and everybody walks out and says nothing. Because it's all, it's all like a subjective, isn't it? Oh, well, I like that. I didn't like that. I got something out of that. You know what I mean? And the fact is, we need to be doing what we need to do. So we need a strategy. So Legacy Church, we've got a strategy. Reach for us is weekend services. It's alpha. It's special events. They are the things, and also now we've added on dinner parties. So we do dinner parties, which is like a life group type of thing, but it's a dinner party. Why? Because we want to reach people. So we'll have certain events that we'll have throughout the year that we know are going to be for reaching. We have weekends are all about reach. If you bring a new person to church on Sunday, we will make an appeal. We will give them an opportunity, and the gospel will be threaded through everything we say. And we will pitch up when you walk up you when you walk into our place will be made welcome if you're a new person we will make sure we introduce you to people we'll give you a free coffee even though there's free coffee we'll give you a proper free coffee we'll we'll do everything we can to make you feel why because you are vip number one mission target for us now we don't want them to know that but that's the issue so we have to bring people, and then we, we, we get them, they make a decision. What do I do now? Well, you go to growth tracks. What's growth tracks? That's where we have four weeks explaining to you about the church, about what it is to be a Christian, about getting filled with the Spirit, about how you tithe, about how you get involved in life group, all of those things that connect you into the church. If you want to, once you've done that, you can go to Explore, which is our Bible Academy. It takes place on a Monday night. You can go through that. You'll find out about... Um, Dinner, what do you call it? Um, you, yeah, you find out about everything that we're doing. So it's information and it is connecting. Baptisms, all that. Then release. That's our closer night. So if you come to Legacy Church, people say, well, what about the Holy Spirit? Where does he move? He moves on a Wednesday night. He doesn't move on a Sunday ever. 
We don't have huge amounts of tongues interpretation. Why? Because of our mission. Our mission is not to have a holy meeting on a Sunday where everybody can express themselves. Our mission is new people. Absolutely. So it's our shop front. So on a Sunday, we are showing people the shop front. We, we're not bringing them into the warehouse like Argos. We, sh we shop front. Yeah. People don't like that. Well, that's fine. There's a great church down the road. This is our mission to reach people. So we don't want to put anybody off. So on a Wednesday night, once a month, once a quarter, we have what we call closer. There we go nuts. So that's where we get the Holy Spirit flowing. That's where we get people filled with the yeah. Spirit. That's where we get healings and, and testimonies. That's where all of the God connection that he's been doing and is going to do and wants to do, that happens on that night. That's, that allows us then to be getting on with the business. We, we, we'll still be prophetic on a Sunday morning, but it's done from the front rather than the congregation. Some of you don't like that, but that's cool. That's about your mission. For us, we found we want to make sure that everything is done the way we want it to happen. Yeah. Then, yeah. to raise. I do a leadership teaching once a month called Leadership 101. We get a group of leaders through 10 months, take them through. They push on. Then I do Leadership 101 the following year. Every year, I teach it because I want to put my DNA into them, get my teaching into them. Then we do 201 for all those who are in leadership where they can come, hear this kind of things. We do... Uh, team nights, and we do all that. That's all about raising leaders. Yeah. And we get people shadowing so that they can make sure they're being mentored. Come and, come and have a look what I'm doing. So I'm going to move this pulpit. This is how I move it. I pick it up on the floor. I don't pick it up on the top. I pick it up here because you'll snap the top, and I move it there. Can you do that? Okay, both of us do it. Come on. Now you do it. I'm going to watch you do it. And then once they do it, right, you've got it. That's training. It's not move the pulpit, and then when they snap it, say, what the flip? You teach them how to do it. You train them how to do it. They see how you do it. They help you to do it, and then finally they do it. And then they find somebody else that they can train to do. If we can do that in every area of the church, we're winning. I was listening to Gary Clark down in Hillsong, London. They had 12,000 people and five services in the Dominion Theater. He was saying, we've got to the state now, the stage now, where if every single leader that we have functioning on a Sunday didn't turn up, we could still operate. Because we've got a number two that can fill in. So he said, we can literally plant the dominion somewhere else and leave the dominion there. That is, that is growth. It's not doing what you do, it's replicating what you do. And some of us, we just about doing what we do. And I get that because people are moving in and out and all. But we are not looking to just do what we do. We want to replicate what we do and replicate what we do. Replicate because Jesus is always talking about growth and I've already gone over. And so we're going to finish there for now. So we need mission. We need strategy. I'll show you the other things. Some of them. And if not, I'll send you the notes. It's okay. Bless you. We hope you've been inspired and challenged by this message. For more information about Withenshaw Community Church Manchester, please visit withenshawcommunitychurch.org.